So let's start. Let's take this from the top. Let's start this all over. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know what time it is. Welcome. For those of you who have been hanging in here and said, well, you did this already. Well, I'm going to do it again. Okay. You're going to get a double double helping of welcome. Okay. To another episode of the Osa and Abe Showcast. You see what I did there? Showcast. (laughs) Showtime. That reminded me of Showtime. The Eddie Murphy and uh, Robert Robert De Niro. The little corny movie. Showcast. (laughs) Presented to you by the Craft Factory in conjunction with SSA. I am 50%. Your boy Osa. And somewhere else on this particular screen, he's actually below me in my view. Yes, he's below. He's he's below. But he's... The A. The A. My guy. And as some of you met and moments no, before. no, not ATL. Not ATL. Nah, no, no. Nah. But as some of y'all met moments before, our producer, the man who does all the magical technical stuff to make us look good, all that stuff. Cecil in the building. What up? What up? What up? What up? Mr. C. Will Poetry. We in here. It is another week. Gentlemen, you know I got to ask the million dollar question. And I say million dollar question because people ask this question, but all the times they don't want an answer. But seriously, how are y'all doing today? Just fine. I was <laughs> I'm in a great answer. mood. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Yeah. It's been it's been a good week of sports. Um yeah. for the most part. Unless you're a Mets fan. But you know what it is? Hey, rep hard. I mean, it could be worse. You could be an Angels fan. Wow. Yeah. The Angels. The Angels screwed me, Rob, and CJ over last night, though. So it's on site with them. And even being a Mariners fan for two hours was was like I got a glimpse of the struggle that Riley experiences. Man, shout out to Riley. One of the like it's the, similar to my own experience, but at least we've done something recently, at least this past decade. But for a brief second, the Mariners wasted. They wasted Felix Hernandez's career, y'all. Like that's painful. To that watch. man was known as King Felix. King Felix. Now he's Pauper Felix. Bro, he's. I would, can't even say popper. It's it's different. Isn't he in the minors right now? Like it's it's. Painful. No, I think he opted out. Oh, he opted out. He opted out yeah. I, yeah, seeing him in a different jersey in the minors, that broke my heart. Yeah, that broke my heart to see. Oh, well, so he's okay. Mid thirties, mid thirties now, right? Yeah. So yeah. Hate to see him go without a ring. That's that's true. Ain't that the truth? Dominant pitcher. Um, See, so you said you could. I'm doing all right, Jim. Yeah, right. You I'm know, good. it's it having sports back is weird. Is it? I think I got used to not having sports. I know, I know. 
don't don't stone me. I really got used to not having sports, and here they are, and it's like I, I almost feel guilty for watching. And then you watch, and it's it, it's like, oh, I've never done drugs in my life. Okay, <laughs> never. <laughs> but I didn't realize how addicted I was to sports until I quit them. And then they came back, and it was like, oh, oh, I'm sucked in again. They got me. Right. They sucked me back in again. Okay, up there, you know, watching the Dodgers go to the 13th inning. Okay, for a win, getting sucked back into all the things. So that notwithstanding, what do you think of that new rule? By the way, I just thought of that the the rule where in extra innings where they place a runner on second makes the game go by quicker. I'm mm-hmm. all for it. Yeah, yeah. So that way we don't end up with 20 inning fiascos. Yeah, it was quite a few of those last year. Listen, you, listen, your boy. There was way too many last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, went to, I went to sleep. Any game that went past the 14th, I was like, KO, goodbye. <laughs> I feel like the Mets probably had like three of them. And it's just like, come on, look. can y'all? I don't want to, you know what? I'm going to bed. I'll yeah. Talk to y'all later. And, and I mean, imagine being a Mets fan in New York watching that. Like, you, you up till, till odd hours of the night for what? Just to take an L? Get out of here, man! At least two of those three. Um, but honestly, all the games, even when we look at the basketball games, and surprisingly, when it comes to the bubble, you would think that they would have at least start the games up earlier for the East Coasters, but mm-hmm. they didn't really. It's just like, hey, they bumped know, it back an hour. We are all playing mm-hmm. in the East Coast right now, mm-hmm. but we're going to cater to West Coast mm-hmm. time, so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's quarantine. Y'all ain't doing nothing, right? All right, cool. Right. They just bump games back an hour. Like, that's it. We, we'll give you an hour grace. That's it. The first game is mad weird because it comes on our end, it's like 3.30. So it's like, oh, like borderline late lunch time. So for me, it's weird. But that 6.30 game is like, okay, it's, it's a little early. But when you think about the East Coast, it's like, well, I mean, they ain't doing nothing. <laughs> they ain't doing nothing. And the players, they ain't got nothing to do after. They're going back to the hotel room. So it's like. They're just going back to bed. It's a they glorified AU to tournament. Yeah. Don't Look, do that. Don't sometimes do that. after the game, you want to cool down, probably play some Call of Duty. Shout out to Modern Warfare and today's Season 5 update. Shout out to Activision. You know, sponsor Ooh. us. You know what I'm saying. Hey, listen. We uh, are we out here looking for the sponsor. Yeah, of uh, course. Of course. But... Sh- I mean, come on. Can we just relax? Can we just relax? Yo, Daniel, Queens has been through enough. Spider, Look, Spider-Man's identity revealed, then they let the Mets play. I mean, that's a cold world. That ain't, yeah. that ain't our fault. We ain't got nothing to do with Spider-Man's that's a cold world. P.D. Parker. You that's him. That's exposed. him. He should have gotten it together. He didn't. Mm. He slipped up. Slipping. Falling. Okay, good. Um, but I think all of that aside, though, you know, I think a, a bit of more serious news just up top, and, and just want to make note of this. Uh, what is this at the time of this recording? Yesterday, right? Uh, tragic explosion being investigated um, in Beirut, Lebanon. For those of you who are not familiar, um, and it feels like it's only in tragedy that the name Beirut comes up, right? Uh, that's where I think Steve Kerr's dad um, yep. was killed mm-hmm. in, in in Lebanon. But that notwithstanding, the, the nation of Lebanon has been going through 
um, some political unrest, dealing with corruption, all of those things. Um, it was really just already at a breaking point, and then this explosion happens. As of uh, now, it said over 100 dead, um, 4,000 plus injured, and when I saw the uh, when I saw the video of the explosion. I haven't felt that way since watching 9-11 as a kid. Like, that's where it hit. I, I remember watching uh, and just thinking, oh, there's no way this is happening. You know, you see towers and it's like, oh, that happened. And then you watch the towers fall. And it's like, no way. And then seeing the, the, the explosion in Beirut, you see see the plume of smoke and it's okay. Well, there's, there's the plume of smoke. And then the explosion explosion and it just took my breath away um so if you are any sort of human being yeah if you got a heart if you got a heart prayers for the folks over in beirut yeah. prayers for the nation of lebanon as a whole yeah not just not just the city specifically but the nation as a whole they are going through it right now and if you can uh find a way to do something positive in that direction, please do. Um, if you know any organizations, uh, I know Propaganda is a part of a great organization, Preemptive Love, that's doing mm-hmm. some work on the ground there. So if you want to check them out, go to preemptivelove.com. But that situation, uh, let's not forget, and that's something I think we said, oh, maybe three months ago on this program, that despite all of the wanting uh of sports to come back and what if and when sports would come back that doesn't mean that we're going to ignore the things going on in our world and our society that doesn't mean that we're going to ignore um the current racial uprisings and the fight for equality don't forget say her name brianna taylor killers still haven't been arrested don't forget ahmaud arbery's killers are still uh going through the trial process don't forget same thing with george floyd and the stories come out day in and day out. Do not forget these things are still going on. Don't allow the sports world to be a moment for you uh, where you just uh, get away yeah. and escape um, and forget about what's going on. No, it's okay to, to enjoy the sports world, but shout out to players, for example, in the NBA who are answering questions during press conferences by bringing up these issues. Um, let these things be at the forefront of your mind because a change is not a change until it's finally changed. So, folks, let's be human. We can love sports. We can love culture. But let's love our fellow man even more, yeah. even as they are currently roasting Abe <laughs> in the chat. Right. Don't escape reality. Look, I'm growing out this hair, all right? Don't 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 be jealous of the fro. Don't be jealous of this. this. You know, I'm trying to be on my... You know, luxurious flow. I was gonna, I was gonna say, you gonna name an athlete? Like, yeah, what are you? <laughs> what's going on? No, I was gonna go to Cat Williams route, but don't I'm not that. sure I want a permit like you. Yeah, don't do that. Ooh, I no. just, I just want my things to have volume. I mean, you're you getting close to Joel Embiid status. I'm trying to surpass. What country's Joel Embiid from again? Cameroon, right? Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah, never mind. Don't do that. They got that trash jollof. Um. Wow. Speaking of basketball, the NBA. Nope, not even going to reference that comment. Not even going to go there. Not even going to go there. The NBA is back. We are 
Well, today's games will make oh. four games in. So three, four, most teams, three games. But overall, we are f- officially a, a week and some change. No, a weekend to the restart of the NBA, the yeah. official restart. Not scrimmages, not those lifetime fitness or uh, or 24-hour fitness scrimmage runs. We're talking about the real deal Holyfield, okay? Yeah. And surprisingly... I think the games have been more competitive than I expected them to be. Um, I want to say, was it Sean or Jabari in the group who mentioned and said, hey, are you, what does everyone think about this new format um, that they're going with? Just some highlights of the, of the format. For example, if a team is within, what is it, four games? Four games. Four games of the ninth place team. <clears throat> mm-hmm. There will be a play-in tournament for that final seed. Um, to get in, it makes things real competitive. There are shades of soccer in that. When you look at, for example, in uh, other and other uh, leagues in Europe, there's a play-in tournament for relegation. There is a to to avoid getting relegated. There is a play-in tournament to possibly get promoted to another league. And so, having a a, a possible play-in tournament just to get into the playoffs, you're seeing some teams who, let's face it, before the the stoppage. Mm-hmm. We're looking lifeless and hopeless. And all of a sudden, they've got new life. Phoenix. New hope. Definitely got, got some Star life. Wars episode four. <laughs> Phoenix Suns. Definitely got some new what hope. What do Phoenix? <laughs> looking at Phoenix. Uh, looking straight at you, Phoenix. Free Devin Booker. That was almost. But come to think about it with Phoenix, like they have the pieces. I mean, they have the piece for the future. But it's like they're they're now playing like how some people thought they were going to play this year. They probably wasn't going to be no top five team or nothing, but keep in mind, no Kelly Oubre for the bubble because he got yeah. hurt before the season stopped and Kelly was balling. Yep. Yep. He was. Yep. You know, and Aiden, Aiden was, was out, I believe. Right. But I'll say he, this got, he got suspended for the, the Suns uh, look charge. <laughs> Do the Suns what? Yeah, exactly. Do the Suns look better without Oubre? No, no, I can't no. Because you got to look at the last two games, they were oh, yeah. losing. Yeah, I I didn't watch the Clippers game, so I can't say. But I was watching them, mm-hmm. and the Mavs, in typical fashion, didn't close out. They don't having Ubre and Booker also fouled out that game too. So yeah. he didn't he didn't conclude that that game. He wasn't the main reason why the Suns won it. It was uh. Aiden with some good plays, terrible defense. Yeah. Oh, Aaron Baines is out. I forgot yeah, about Baines, that. For sure. Yeah, that's another key. And Aaron Baines was having a year. Yeah, he, he was, was having yeah. a year. I know you was crying as a Celtics yeah. fan, missing him. No, nah, I was proud of him because look, at the end of the day, though, you gotta realize Aaron Baines bounced around the league a few times. I think he started out with San Antonio. Yes. And then Drafted after San like, Antonio, yep. Yeah, I feel like he went somewhere before he got to us, and then got to Phoenix. So. You know, for me, Aaron Baines is that big man that you want that doesn't care about being posterized or none of that. He's there to give effort and to contest everything. Because, of course, we've seen him on a few posters, courtesy of Joel Embiid and whatnot. But that man has had some (laughs) dope boxes. He's not afraid to get up there. Wait. It says, I looked up Aaron Baines' name on Wikipedia it says Wikipedia, Aaron Baines, December 9th, 1986. Team Phoenix Suns, his parents, Joel Embiid. <laughs> Jesus. Come on, man. Legit, right? 
<laughs> oh my god. Continue. Get out of here, man. <gasps> Joel Embiid. Get your kid. I want no parts of that. <laughs> How they gonna do Aaron Baines like that? Yo, that's hilarious. That is I can't absurd. even make that up. That is, you know, it's absurd, but it's also kind of funny that they still kept it that way. Because I remember when they initially changed it, mm-hmm. but now they have it. Um, yeah, I, truly is crazy. Uh, but that aside, yes, you know, I'm excited. You know, I, I think that the Suns themselves, um, they're playing with an intensity, which is good for them. But had they had... Ubre and Baines back for this reset, I feel like we would probably see a much more um, dominant run than mm-hmm. they're doing. Because again, yeah. they came from behind in that second game. Yep, They played a tightly contested third game. They led uh, against the Clippers. They led game that game run. most of the time with the Clippers. Like it was close and then they got a big lead in the third quarter. So Clippers was playing catch up um, to even make it close. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, uh, yeah, you know. They would have been nice with him. Um, I saw a question about DeAndre Ayton. I mean, he's going to be the offensive uh, powerhouse that they need for sure. He's skilled offensively. It's just his defense is non-existent. You, in that Mavs game, you saw how many times Bro. he got. He just let the his defender just blow by him. Not yeah, even blow by because you know Luca's not that fast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when you let Luca blow by you, <laughs> Luca was just like, "I'm just gonna go right around you." <laughs> Excuse um, me. <laughs> you're kind of in the way. All right, layup, and it's just yeah, like, Luka, Dang. like Steve Nash. Just that <laughs> lateral movement ain't ain't, ain't lateral. It's not <laughs> no, his lateral is non-existent, it's and he needs there. to go ahead and get in the lab on that. Shout I, I out to Larry. Larry been calling that defense is ever since Arizona. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I will say this though: that going back to that Clipper game, I'm I still got question with the Clippers. I know Clippers is stacked and all that, and I know there's been talk with the Lakers and Clippers and the weaknesses and stuff like that. We kind of know where the Lakers' weaknesses are, but when it comes to the Clippers, I'm still looking at their rotations. Like it's suspect when it comes to Doc Rivers. Like I don't like the way he plays certain players at certain times. And I don't know if that's because his team got too much, like, to juggle. But I've never trusted the rotations during crush time. I don't know what it is, but they play. sometimes they play Zubak at the wrong times. They take him out. And then, well, Tre- Harold was there, so that made a difference. But now he's not. But you still take him out during crunch time against Phoenix. And I'm like, I didn't get it. I just don't get the rotations, so. That's just my take on the, from that game, though. Um, I didn't, I didn't buy the Clippers coming into the season. And let me preface this and clearly say this has nothing to do with me being a Laker fan. When I looked at the way, until they see the episode cover, you're funny, <laughs> right? <laughs> when, when I looked, when I looked at the way that team was stacked up, and then I watched a few games, they don't really have an offensive identity. Yeah, And I thought, ah, maybe I'm just seeing things. And then I heard Doc Rivers say it himself. When your own coach says you got no offensive identity, that should be worrisome and troublesome. Then the news came out that, you know, optimally, Kawhi Leonard was going to play 66 games during the season. Like, that was best-case scenario. So Kawhi's going to miss was that a Mac is going to would miss a maximum, a minimum of 16 games during the season. So that's like once every, I think four or five games, he was going to miss out. 
So you're not going to be able to establish a decent rhythm. And then we know Paul George's injury history. God bless him, but we know his injury history. He gets hooked in crunch time every game. I've never I've seen a highlight reel of they somebody compiled a video of him getting baked at the buzzer. And it's like, yo, you like they do they look for you for the class shot or what? Because they shoot over you. One of them was by Kawhi. LeBron, Kawhi, Dame, LeBron. I'm like, bro, like, are they hunting you down on the last play or what? Man, wings and guards. He don't wings and guards. Wings and flats. That's what he's getting beat by. Um, he <laughs> shut up. But by the way, flats are better. Um, so yeah, he's out here getting cooked. Don't make that face. Flats are better. He's out here getting cooked. I ju- I just don't trust the clip. The, the saving grace of the Clippers is Kawhi Leonard. That's it. If they can, I mean, we know they're going to get to the playoffs. But any run that they make is going to be courtesy of one Kawhi. I don't even know his middle name, so we're going to say Claw. <laughs> Mo Leonard. We'll say Kawhi BB52. Mo like he's a mobile letter. He's a robot. He's a cyborg from the future. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in the Clippers. They're going to make a run, but I just don't believe in that next. Like, well, yeah, it's. Do they have it. enough? I don't think they have. Because my thing is this I think Harold is a huge part of their size. So, without him there, you're left with who? Zubak and maybe J. Michael Green. And that's really your size. Michael Green's a scratch, though. He's a scratch. Yeah. His name is Anthony. Okay. Why? So, when you put them, let's just say Lakers and Clippers meet up in, in the West Conference Finals. That might be the weak spot where the Lakers, no bias, but it's just that that's where the Lakers will most likely win is if they just give Anthony AD the ball like every time because they have no oh, size. Oh, oh, here's the problem though. You give AD the ball. What AD are we getting? Are we getting yeah. rim runner? We getting perimeter. Are we getting jumper? Perimeter AD lost them those first two games right. that they played. If they're small, it, I, I'm really banking on the fact that their IQ will kick in at some point and be like, okay, wait a minute. We have an advantage. Who's IQ? And Lakers. <laughs> LeBron, <laughs> but but when you combine it with the I fact issues with LeBron with LeBron's IQ throughout his career, true. But I mean, when you think about the times where they take Zubac out the game, it's crazy. Okay. So what I'm looking at is the times where he goes out, which is the wrong times. Can you take advantage of those times? And really, not just even the Lakers, honestly, anybody, because as you if we if we watch these Clipper games. Like I said, these rotations and their identity comes into full effect when they lose leads in the fourth quarter. So when that happens, you really got to look at how can they manage this throughout the playoffs in a seven-game series. That's going to be hard, especially if you play a Houston or, hell, I even say Portland if they get in. Portland's going to get in. Basketball, though, is a game of runs. You know, whoever makes the last run wins. But the thing that has been... I think is is been shockingly glaring during this restart has been just how bad teams are when their stars go out of the game and what ends up happening. I mean, we okay before the restart, like, okay, you know, LeBron goes out the game. It's going to be a little bit of a run by whatever team. Kawhi goes out the game. It's going to be a little bit of a run. Excuse me. But since the restart, 
teams, they pull their star player out for a rest break, and it's as if the opposition is playing against the junior high JV team, not even the high school JV team, junior high JV team. Some of y'all are like, there's a junior high JV team. No, there's not. That's just how bad it looks, okay, when these stars go out. So I, ugh, it's right now I feel like this restart, this bubble, the bubble is giving teams new life. And don't be shocked. I think it was Dame Lillard said it, and I thought he was crazy, but I think it's now a statement that applies to some of these teams on the lower. Don't be shocked when you see some of these lower teams, these eighth seeds or these whatever teams jump in after the the play-in tournament. If they make some noise and upset some people because some of these big dogs are looking vulnerable, real touchable right now. At this point, it's it's kind of fair game because you're seeing teams that are just really going after it. Like, oh, and Jared Jared Jackson is out too, so that's that's a that's a loss, big, a big loss, big loss. The Grizzlies are just taking L after L after L on it, and then Jaron Jackson, your arguably your, I mean, the number two piece in your bright young future oh, yeah. out for the season. That's tough, man. That is. That is tough, but I, I, I'll hey, ask this. Brandon Clark, oh, time for you to step up, boy. Time for you to step hey, up, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark that thing. Can the Pelicans make it? As a rook. I'll ask this, though, and then we can, we can move on. Do you guys feel like this new, like this format that we're seeing right now in the bubble and some of the adjustments that have been made scheduling-wise, do you feel like this is something that should be carried into next season? So let's say, I don't know, shorten the next season down to – 60 some odd games and then have some sort of like playing tournament or something along those lines. They start in December, right? Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that technically be like 60 already? Oh, I don't. I, well, I mean, but I I'm get, saying permanently though, permanently ooh, though, going forward. That's tough. Like, shorten the season down to 60 some games. Uh, as far as the format with the play in and the playoffs, the same. I mean, it looks good, honestly. It, it's really, it's really looking great with how they did it. Will they continue it? No, I no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's just it's just a matter of them feeling like you know this is just for this moment. Um, we're not looking at it like, oh, this is a great thing we can continue um, because you know even before this they were already talking about. Seedings and shifting the turn the the style of this tournament anyway. So I can't see them taking this further than this year. Um, but I will say it's definitely been uh, much more appealing than most people thought. It's been much more competitive. Um, no home court. You know, it's kind of everyone for themselves in a sense. Um, so it has worked out. I agree. Um, I would love for a change, but at the end of the day, there's there's so much logistics that need to be figured out. And then it's the ability to sell it to the American crowd. Yeah. Because I feel like globally, um, the outside markets would actually easily transition into it. Because if you follow soccer, you know how the soccer system works. You love it. You have no issues with it, any big issues. But if in America, if you follow basketball, if they were to make such a change, it'd be met with such resistance 
so much resistance. Money and talks. even by the players themselves, because at the end of the day, you got to look at it when you do that. That means you have to change the contract structure of yeah. these players. Because, look, if a team were to get relegated, all right, so what justifies them, their players getting paid way more than a team that's already in regulation who then moves up to the uh, superior league? That contract status needs to be changed because, all right, for example, we'll say the Suns. Honestly, I don't think the Suns should have been in this picture. They opened it up to bring in more teams in the West. Yep. But, for example, the Suns. If you had them in relegation, you have to justify players like Booker not getting paid that star money, which, regardless of my opinion of him, he's going he's gonna to deserve a big contract. Now, if they keep doing poorly because the organization sucks as a whole, how do you justify him paying more than a team which you would have to bring in the G League and then cut G League ties with their uh, affiliates. major affiliates? Yeah. So justify how you pay them because we know the contract situation of the G League. They get paid significantly less than the NBA than the professional NBA players. So there's a lot that needs to be figured out, but I feel like it would be entertaining because this bubble has shown uh, a different form of competitive play that we haven't seen all season. The reason being is that, you know, now it's crunch time. Now these games matter for a lot of these teams. They're fighting for their lives. So you're seeing a lot more intensity. Shout out to Portland and how they played against my Celtics. They, They picked it up in that second half. Yeah. And it was balling. Dame was doing his thing. Dang, Gary dang. Trent Jr. was doing his thing and has dang. been doing his thing. Yep. I mean, you look at Indy. T.J. Warren is balling out. T.J. Warren trying to get another bag. Nowhere. So like, he's on the contract him. four years, but still. Three, he's averaging 40 points yeah. right now. Yeah, 40. In three yeah. games. Like, yeah. So you're seeing players and teams hit another level that they weren't at. And, again, it also helps that we've had so much time off because of health. Again, shout mm-hmm. out Portland. Yeah. They got Nurtrick and Collins back, and that's made yeah. a that made a big difference in the game versus the Celtics, even though they still lost it. And that made a big difference in that game versus Houston. Man, believe So me. I would be down for it because, um, again, I, there's no going back to normal. There really isn't. Uh, and I'm still not with this December start. Like, if you're going to do that and shorten the season, I would love to get a revamp. I would love to get a revamp of that season, you know, of uh, a, a new look, something different, something enjoyable. So we'll see. So if if you, this is just something I think to throw out to address some of your questions as well. If you, if the NBA goes to a similar like structures like European soccer and you're talking relegations and promotions, uh, one thing about relegation that it does is if a team gets relegated or, uh, your team's not playing to level of being able to make a major tournament, your star player is leaving. Like, that's just known fact. Like, oh, you guys got relegated? It's about to be a fire sale. I think what it would do is make free agency a lot more interesting, but also what it does as well is, uh, if, if we match it up to European soccer, players end up getting sent out on loan if they're not getting ticked. And so it, it forces teams to uh, maybe send, if the league comes you know, a separate sort of league and they cut ties with affiliates. Oh, we're just going to send you down just like with, with minor league baseball. You we're just going to send you down to the affiliate for you to get some, some time on loan. But I think it would, the big thing that it would affect is the money. 
the money situation. Free people think free agency is crazy now. Nah, yeah. it would be a lot crazier if we're talking relegations and promotions and movement throughout the league. It will get it'll get it'll get nasty. It'll get nasty Since real quick. Saying that though is if you were to use this format, let's just say we keep this format. People like Trey Young, who's on a sorry team, they never make it anywhere. They're out always out of the playoffs under this format. Bradley, do Beal. you think Bradley Bill? You think players like that would stay on those teams, or in this format, on this language, they would have to be sold or loaned or transitioned to another team? They wouldn't be able to stay, right? They- well, the other thing is the other reason why teams sell players or players leave if they're delegated is the financial repercussions. You just don't have the payroll to be able to play them and sustain it. And so uh, it forces some of these teams to become economically uh, more economically savvy um, and, and uh, figure out how to use the, the, the cheapest pieces they can get mm-hmm. for uh, the best pieces they can get at a discount to be able to promote their team. And once you get promotion, you get a little m- more money in the coffers. Mm-hmm. And hopefully maybe you're a team that's lucky, like, a Manchester City in uh, in in the British Premier League, uh, soon to be a Newcastle, and you get bought out by uh, by a wealthy wealthy Arab owner, and you get this major cash infusion, and you can basically buy the best team on earth. What it would do is you'd see players like a Trey Young bounce from their team because they don't have their team doesn't have the money to pay them. It would eliminate the supermax. Um, I've always been in favor of the league just getting rid of the salary cap, but that's another conversation for another day. And I think maybe if you want to hear some real on that, shout out to the guys over at Full Court Press. Yes. They dive into those kind of things. But it would flip the, the entire league on its head. And it would make, I think it would make some of these owners a little more savvy when it comes to them doing what they're doing. I think we would see, for example, the uh, the dependency on analytics that a team like Houston has. I think that might go out the window if stuff mm. like this, uh, if if the league moved to that format. We shall see. Awesome. Um, moving along, though, other sports that are back. We mentioned it earlier. Major League Baseball is back. Baseball. And boy, has it been. It has been. They're fighting. They're fighting to keep alive. <laughs> they trying to stay alive. <laughs> and if it go down, it's turning Tony Clark's fault. Going to Manfred. Listen, I mean, Yadi now has COVID. Going into the season, the biggest concern was going to be how many times are the Houston Astros going to get beaned? Right. And then the Marlins had a whole squad. Not a whole squad, but. Pretty much. A nice little mass outbreak on the team of the good old COVID. Yeah. So they got postponed a whole week. They because lost a whole they, week. they all wanted to go see Destiny. That's why. Look. No comment. Um, if you don't know who Destiny is, see episode before this. Continue. Uh, the and that that sent a mass panic. And then Mr. Manfred, aka I'm not even going Yeah. Anyways, he's silly. He's threatening to shut down the season if stuff can't get it, if they can't get stuff together. And if you want more insight on that, see the guys over at Diamond Talk. I I will say this. That was the most backwards comment he made when he said that. Like, if baseball doesn't get it together, I'm like, fool, you are. (laughs) You are the. You you hit that. It was a a lack of responsibility and accountability. Completely. He wants to keep his hands off this. Like, look, it's on. If this doesn't work, it's on all y'all who kept crying to play. Mm-hmm. I said no. 
And then I was like, you know what? I have I have cautions about it, and y'all still said y'all wanted to play, so here we are. It's up it's, to you guys. That I told you so mentality, and that's yeah. not leader. Like not- the leaders in the room when stuff goes down, when crisis goes down, are the ones who are not blaming anyone or making excuses. They'll they'll talk about the context, but they'll look and say, "Hey, okay, we're in this now. We 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 yeah, we are in this. this." And that's the see. Manfred is very Gedelian. Okay, I just coined that word right now. Gedelian. Roger Gedelian. Yeah, very Gedelian tendencies. Why? Because a lot of these commissioners, because of just the way that the structure is, they get paid by the owners. Essentially, the, the owners are the ones cutting their check. So you're gonna side with the owners to the uh, the the neglect of the actual players and so you you end up and we're going to talk about it in a few moments with the nfl you end up with this basically the commissioner who's supposed to be running the show and the owners against the players and it looks eerily eerily similar to a certain type of economic structure that existed in the south of the united states for the first hundred and hundred plus years of this nation okay Y'all figure it out. You could do the math. So Good since billion. baseball's return, though, what is what what have you guys what have you guys enjoyed? What have you guys said? Nah. And do you guys feel like the season can continue? Um, I don't know. It's tough because yeah, the Marlins had their business, and then the Cardinals decided to go to the casino, and they're suspended from play until Friday. So it's just wild. We have a short. And the fact that we're now having teams basically miss a week of, of competition and you're now adding on double headers to try and make up for it, it's just like, all right, I like the idea of a shortened season because it made every game that much more important, that much more competitive. But now you're just adding double headers on top of double headers for these teams. And it's like, okay, now we're going to get into in- increased wear and tear. Um, it's been enjoyable to see some some bats come to life that have been quiet for a while just because of injury or age and whatnot. We've also seen some bat, some young bats gone deathly quiet. Like, you know, they just been sleeping. Looking at uh, former MVPs, Christian Yellick, um, Cody Bellinger, even Pete Alonzo, bats just aren't where they are and you can tell that there's some players who just aren't mentally there um and who haven't fully uh checked in yet for example you look at Cespedes who was all in for the season and then he opted out and for understandable reason I mean this is a guy who hasn't played a game in even though he played a game at the, the first game of the season but before that he hadn't played since 2018 you know and he's dealt with injuries um, constantly dealing with the questions about, oh, are you going to play, your contract situation, all of that, and then to come back amid a pandemic and try to make it work, and, you know, it, it gets to you mentally. So I support his decision. He, he has to take care of himself. He has to take care of his mental health. He needs to take care of his family. So it's just a weird, weird mix. And then on top of that, finally, it's just a lack of accountability, as we mentioned with Manfred. I mean, that's the biggest reason why aside from the size of the teams, why the NBA so well? Because they're being diligent. They're being disciplined. They're being strict. We've laughed about the Lou Will situation in terms of him going to strip club and whatnot. But his the investigation and the amount of time they gave him on quarantine, it, it 
made sense because they were like, yo, we're not playing any games. We're not taking any risks. You don't see that in anything with baseball. You're not seeing that. Like, it, it, it's it's ridiculous because everybody wants to play. Everybody wanted the season to happen. They don't want to lose money, yet they're not putting in the work to make sure they don't lose money, to make sure that they can play. So in my opinion, if we get another team that all of a sudden is like, hey, we got to suspend them for a week too because they had an outbreak, at this point, just scrap the season. Scrap the season. And even before you go, Cease, I got to throw this in there. And that's the crazy part is how they spun it and Manfred and the owners allowed it to be spun and allowed it to happen in the public eye, the court of public opinion, to make it look like the players are being selfish brats. Instead of just saying, listen, we see you guys want to play, so how do we work together to make this happen? Instead, they let the, the players be labeled as sport, selfish brats and, and the players, you know, you guys need to take a pay cut, and if you don't want to take this pay cut, that's on you. And if you... No, work together to make this happen at the end of the day. But like we just mentioned moments before, Daniel, shout out to you as well for co-signing on this. Manfred is a terrible leader. He's not, he's, he's just, he's sold to the highest bidder. And since the players ain't paying this check, he's going to do whatever. Yeah, baseball season might get canceled. <laughs> like it's, it's, I'm leaning towards getting canceled. Like it's people are catching, catching COVID. It may not be as the the big numbers like Florida has with Marlins, but you know when you have big names like Yadi, Yadi, uh, he got he got tested positive. Molina, yeah, Molina, yeah, yeah, Molina, um, and a few others that I can think of. It's just I don't see how you can continue something and it keeps regressing. Like that's just that's just logic to me. Like if something isn't Especially with this big, with money, this this much money involved, with the revenue they produce, with the sport of baseball. We're talking baseball here. I just don't understand how you continue something and push for something and then not think about canceling it and then make a comment and say, well, hey, you know, it, get it together or or else. And it's like, that's like telling your employee to figure something out without really the, the proper supplies or the proper, you know, recipe or whatever you need to get it done. Like Manfred is telling you, okay, figure it, telling Tony Clark, okay, figure it out. And I can only imagine Tony Clark being like, fool, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> tell me like, what, like, what do you want me to do? So I just all the way around, it's horrible. Um, I don't like it. Honestly, if I was a player, I, I would be offended uh, because I'm putting my livelihood you know, I'm playing the game of baseball with my livelihood on the, on the line. Let's not get it twisted. We know COVID-19 can can affect people and don't feel symptoms at all. But then at the same time, people have died. So let's just call a spade a spade. So because of that fact alone, you know, these athletes are going out here risking their lives. And I know that hasn't been a statement we haven't said a lot, um, not just this podcast, but anybody. We haven't said that statement, but that's the actual reality. Like NBA baseball soccer uh wba i think those oh hockey even though yes they have negative tests and all that stuff they're still risking their lives you know doing this job so 
with that fact alone and the fact that you're not protecting these players doing that, that says a lot about your character, about how you run this job and how you just run business. Um, but money does talk. So uh, I've, I've never shot away from that fact. Money talks. So it, it, we'll see what happens. It's a great movie, by the way. Yes. Great movie. Shout out to Daniel from the Diamond Talk team. Um, he says, hey, listen, cancel the season. It's not even about COVID as much as the other injuries happening to, to altered preparation, which yeah. was my beef yeah. with all the sports leagues, the American sports leagues, when they were talking about restarting. I said it with the NBA. If the NBA wasn't going to restart by July, I'm sorry, by I think it was the end of June, then don't do it at all. Because when you look at, yes, even with the timeline by the playoffs end in October, last game of the finals is supposed to happen the second week in October. If the finals go to a game seven, then you look at how you have to expedite the off season to start the season in, in December. Nah, Jack, that yeah. ain't, that ain't working. Freak as injuries as, could happen as compared to a normal off season that starts in June. Yeah. That starts in June and runs all the way to October. Um, you're losing time there. Uh, same. I felt the same way about the MLB, same way about the NFL. Um, like th- this is just a dicey situation and players who are potentially facing, you could face a career ending injury because of the lack of preparation. We already saw uh, uh, Soroka, uh, the the pitcher, Achilles. Yeah, Man, Achilles injury is no joke. They be tearing so Achilles it, it, and MCLs like it's nothing nowadays. Yeah, it, it's it, and I mean that goes. I think we discussed this in like a earlier early episode of this program. Just the way that youth sports is set up, it's set up to, to the point where because they overwork these kids so much, by the time they're in their mid twenties they end up with these injuries that traditionally we didn't see in athletes until the early to mid thirties. Um, so I, listen, major league baseball, I even think about it like this right now. We are in August, the, the dog days of summer. This would be the time right now where I would go to a minor league game. Cause the Dodgers minor league affiliate is in my city is here in Rancho, the quakes. I go to a quakes game, hang out during the summer, you know, just it's, it's, it's easy to chill. I don't even, I, I, can't do it. Don't even have a desire to go to a Dodgers game. Couldn't no. do it if I wanted to, right? Yeah. Couldn't do it. I have no desire. The The feel and the vibe that we get from these sports is gone. And when football season comes around, I'm telling y'all right now, it's going to be a whole Ooh. cluster. That's going to be trying to whole figure out a whole geometry problem. That's, that is trying to uh, – that's going to be a different kind of geometry problem, okay? That so, I said it before that NFL benefited from being able to sit back and watch. take this all in yep. because it affected them during the offseason. But as time goes on and we saw the numbers from the NBA and whatnot, we'll see what's going on with the MLB. I'm just looking at it. I said, I really don't have a, a way. I can't think of a way where this could work just given the sheer number of people involved. You know, make doing a bubble – does it work? I mean, are you going to do uh, what MLB was doing, where it's like, hey, you just play within your division and then have um, games with one more division that's close? Like, is that what happens? It just it changes the whole makeup of football entirely. And at that point, then you might as well just shorten the amount of games. There's no point to play a full 16. And when you talk about the alter preparation, they're not even getting a preseason now. Nope. They're going straight from training camp right into the season. That's going to be a whole mess. 
So horrible. And you know how the last couple of years we've seen so many injuries during the preseason. So many. Now without one, we're just gonna go straight into it. Those all first types of cramps and ACLs. It's Man. gonna be and it's you know four. To to look at it selfishly too. Fantasy football is gonna suck as a result. Oh. It's gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> People gonna be pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Dude, the only fantasy sport that benefited me this year from the pandemic was basketball. I finally won a fantasy basketball league. It has taken me no lie, y'all. And this is this is not it's not been because I've drafted wrong. It's not been because I haven't used the waiver wire properly. Every season where I've come in second place, it's literally been because a star player got injured or my top two players got injured like the last week of the playoffs in the championship game. This, of all weeks for y'all to get injured, right. I end up getting second place. This would, been a, this would have been a great time for me to get into soccer, like legit, because... <laughs> I'm just saying. Even, just well, Major it. League Soccer, Major League Soccer, though, Major League Soccer, they, they've navigated the bubble successfully. They, they, they have. Just to, because they, it doesn't have the feel stop, like stop. other like European soccer, though. No, it doesn't. No, I, the, truth be told, in terms of like gameplay, yeah, and just it the just feel and the vibe. It feels like I'm watching a glorified uh, club game. That's like, what I really lack soccer like. knowledge, but I could even see like MLS is lacking a lot. It's frustrating to watch. Yeah, and they were. I think they were the first. Uh, I think they were the first of the leagues. Well, because they restarted before the NBA yep. to do the virtual fan situation, which mm-hmm. is cool. It's cool to see the virtual fans, but other than that, it's. They've navigated it well. They the season got stopped. I think it was three games in, um, and so they just did a, a tournament, uh, which was cool. It's yeah. just been cool. The tournament wraps up next week, but it's just not the same. Um, Daniel, you're right. NFL is sitting back hoping that Major League Baseball doesn't stop because those are to quote people America's games. And if the MLB stops, you're gonna see some pressure come to the mm-hmm. NFL. And speaking of the NFL. The highlight, or I think the the NFL news of this week, involves one Odell Beckham Jr. and his thoughts and sentiments that the season should be canceled. Now, we're going to do a bit of reading in this next moment as we talk about the NFL and OBJ. This is his direct quote. He said, obviously, with everything that's going on, it doesn't make sense why we're trying to do this. I can understand basketball was already in the playoffs. Five-on-five basketball in an arena is going to be more intense than regular season games, but we're not ready for football season. So why are we trying to push forward? It's obviously the money, and that bothers me because there's always been this, and I hate saying it like that, but the owner's attitude is, oh, we own you guys, and just kind of, and that kind of unfairness going on that they don't see us as human. Oh, there's two sides to this. That's OBJ. The, so two sides to this. Well, give us give us both. Okay. They've been calling him OBJ Irving. Ooh. <laughs> Here's my thing. Not bad company. Shout out to Kyrie Irving for donating some chips, 1.5 mil. He basketball to pay for for contracts. So let me just read. I'm a, I just randomly I typed in Oda Beckham's contract. So from my financial, because he he made a comment about money, like it's about money. So his contract, from a financial standpoint, the Beckham trade was a no-brainer for the Browns because the Giants have already paid him half of $41 million guaranteed at signing in the form of a $20 million bonus and $1.45 million, uh, million dollar base salary. 
2018. So pretty much he was getting like a total of 95 million over four years. So, and he's, he's still under that contract. So there's one side when he makes that comment about, it's about money. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's coming from a player who has guaranteed money coming your way. So I can see how players, and he's not the only one who has said something like that. Maybe he's just been bolder, but with players with guaranteed money, it is easier for them to say that it is. Now there's another side where, yeah, he's right when it comes to, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Cancel the season. But then you have players who are literally fighting to, you know, to get money and to, and to get a contract and to make sure that they're straight and settled. And so you have players that are probably quiet. Cause they're like, nah, shut up Odell. Like <laughs> I won't play. So when it comes to the financial side, there's two very strong sides to this. Um, but just logic standpoint, he is right. Like it doesn't make sense. Cancel the season. This is a, the most contact sport there is out of the four major sports. Like how are you going to make a rule about not swapping jerseys, but they're literally holding each other at the snap of the ball. So that doesn't make sense. Um, I don't see the season going far, to be honest. Honestly, I really don't see it making it to the start of the uh, the first game of the year. Um, I think they'll, somebody will snap some sense into Godell and, or force his hand, um, which they did with that little commercial they did a while back. But when it comes to the financial point, like I said, there's two sides to this. You have the guarantee money from the players that are speaking up. And then you have players that are still searching for those contracts. So they have to be considered. Well, Stephen A. Smith, the great Stephen A. Smith, had his two cents about what Odell Beckham said. He's always trying to shut somebody up. (laughs) When you bring up race, man. When you bring up race in this equation, a white guy like Max Kellerman, a white guy like you, talking to Tim Hasselbeck, or white yeah. folks all across the nation, they sit up there and they go like this. What is this? Because this ain't what we've been talking about here. This is not what the protests have been about, Smith said. The protests have been about racial oppression, racial inequality, things of that nature, he continued. That isn't applicable to you in this sequence, Odell Beckham Jr. or any other NFL player. You have the choice to play and get paid or don't play and don't get paid. It's a choice. OBJ, play or don't play. It's very simple. Huh? He needs to... Look, I'm really actually getting tired of Stephen A. Because now he's making points... He sounds like he sounds like the guy that everybody like all four major sports like like banged his line and was like, hey, man, say this for us. Like he has no kind of it doesn't sound reasonable. It doesn't sound logical of anything that he's saying about these players who were speaking out. Every time there's been a player that has spoken out about canceling something, precaution, safety, health, he has been down their throats about pretty much saying shut up. And ironically, it's almost like you're saying shut up and dribble. So I just find it puzzling that he's telling pretty much Odell either shut up or play. But when you love, he's not understanding. And again, I guess that's just media. When athletes, when you love a sport or when you love a game, you're not necessarily speaking for everybody. But because you love the sport, you don't want to see the sport go down. So from Odell's standpoint and even Kyrie's standpoint, I guarantee you when they said what they said about not playing, it wasn't just 
for no selfish benefit. They care about the game. They care about the sport. And media people like Stephen A, they make it selfish like it's about them. And it's like, man, come on, man. Like, just because a person who has a lucrative contract, like maybe Odell or Kyrie, does not mean that they're speaking from that contract. They're speaking about their love for the game. And I just, that's frustrating. (laughs) You know, that's frustrating as, you know, as podcasters, and of course, we delve into that role of looking for stuff, looking for content. It's just really annoying how people will make stuff or make points that revolve around selfish reasons that aren't even there. Like Odell didn't even say that. You know what I mean? So that's just my little two bit. <laughs> hey, look, at the end of the day, um, there are legitimate concerns, no matter what the agenda or the intent may actually be so i'm down with odell speaking out about it because when you look at it no one else is really um letting their voice be heard on it you know it seems like everybody just wants to play and they're not really concerned about um the consequences it's either you play or you opt out because i think the deadline is tomorrow yeah for um if which is crazy to me that they're enforcing a deadline but I get it on the one hand from the business sense, but from just the ethical sense, it doesn't make sense to be like, yo, you got until Thursday mm-hmm. to decide if you're going to play or mm-hmm. not. When there's so much that can happen before the season starts that can sway your decision one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so I'm fine with speaking out. Continue to speak out, even if it might be from a selfish uh, reason. But it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm honestly concerned about whether we will get a season. I'm honestly concerned about how it would look like um, if we were to get a season. So we'll see. I mean, again, the, the normal, there's no new norm. There's no normal. The normal is gone. You got to. <laughs> you don't like change while it's being forced upon you. You got no choice. You got to accept so, that. Bingo. For real. And, and shout out to. Oh, good. No, I was just shout, saying. Shout out to that. Jarvis Landry. Odell Beckham's boy, yeah. Unless you for coming to Stephen A. He gave Stephen A. the blues, and he says this: not one time, not one time. That was in all caps. Did OBJ say anything about color? This was on Instagram. The statement made was made before protocols were put in place, and to make sure the safety of the players, coaches, and essential staff were protected. At that point, yes, it was confusing, and what OBJ said was correct. At Stephen A. Smith, you know how this works. Story gets done and ran three to five weeks later, and you fall all over it and try to make a sen- make sense about the topic. Yeah. As a black man, if you're going to say all of that, then just call OBJ and tell him all of that. Exactly. Because he made a comment because on that take, bang, bang. he mentioned you know the black and, and Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. And I'm thinking like, when did he ever say? I don't think he said that. Never. <laughs> that wasn't Never his take. In his it, it was about the COVID. Like what? I don't know what we're what we're dealing with here. It, that's and that Stephen A. Take the L. You've been holding yeah. a lot of L's lately, Stephen A. Yeah. Just add one more to your bag. Just add one 2020 more. Twenty twenty is revealing these people's minds. <laughs> like man, yo, reckonings and revelations. Okay, that, that's that's all twenty twenty is. So I listen. Demonize them all you want, Stephen A. But OBJ has a point. And for all the players, once again, I've, this is why I said Manfred is very Gadelian. 
Roger Goodell, Goodell outside of his hand being forced over the uh, um, uh, over the racial uprisings, uh, has for the large part allowed these players to get dragged. Like before reporting to camp, players had no idea what was going on, and it was an eleventh hour negotiation before finally some details came out for players to even feel safe about it. And when you have guys like, for example, Russell Wilson, who was most likely going to be an MVP candidate, uh, it, you know, had a pregnant wife at the time. God, congratulations to him and Sierra for their new kids. Yes. Uh, great name, by the way. Win. Uh, <laughs> saying, listen, I have a pregnant wife. Like, what are we doing? Because I into existence. That's speak it. it into existence. I don't do existence. Manifest. Okay, see Simone. Uh, he, he, he's saying, listen, what are we doing? I got to make sure my family's taken care of, and that's all these players are looking at is to see their families, make sure that their families are taken care of. Because as much as you may look and say, well, they're millionaires, they this money, the fact still remains. They are. This is their employment, and just like you would want to make sure that your employer is making sure that you're taken care of in this season, same goes for these individuals. Yeah. We're, we're all employed here, okay? So yeah. just. Let's have some sense. Treat them as human beings. Let's stop this notion that athletes and uh, are just entertainment and just a sideshow. They are human beings with lives, with whole families, wives, children, multiple children. Uh, side like they they are trying to do the best that they can. Okay. Yeah. Whoo. Yes, Daniel. Yeah. We are going to come out of twenty twenty on fire. Lit. That being said, folks, uh, as you if if you are a a regular listener or viewer of this show, you know that there is normally a fourth member to the band. Funke! AKA Baba Funke. Funke! This would be this would be the segment where he gives us his rumor mill. But in lieu of his absence today, me and Abe have devised a great The rumor. Great. The rumor is where is he? I'm not. I don't know. He. It's not his birthday. No, it's not, no, his, it's birthday. not his birthday no more. Birthday Funke, Funke got upset with him. Remember last week, the knocking on the door. Funke was like, "Yo, no, he was over it. my time." Yeah, this is this is not time for you to hang out with your boys. Me. So we've devised a new segment in lieu of in light of sports coming back. Five star performances. Five star duds. Looking at this first week, baseball, basketball coming back. We've seen some performances worthy of five-star standing ovation. Oh, of course. Some others worthy of a we call them straight duds. Abe, Dudes. you want to kick us off here? All right, so the first five-star performance goes to that man in New York. Uh, he is both jury, executioner, but people know him most as the judge. Mm. My man's is hit. First yeah, of all, respect six homers in five games. Straight games. <laughs> That's straight how he started games. the season. Yeah. <laughs> five straight games. He's hit a total of six homers. Yeah. That's how he decided to start the season. Yeah. So he deserves his five star. Um, the Yankees are in a good spot. Are we surprised? I mean, shout out to Rob, shout out to Daniel, shout out to the uh, Jabari and Jordan. Leave us the Yankees fans in the group. Um, head over to Diamond Talk. They've been saying it, you know. Yankees yes, affiliate. Yeah, he gets he gets hurt, but when he's healthy, he's a top talent, and he's shown it. I mean, what's a better start to the season than six homers and five <laughs> games straight and staying negative? 
<laughs> and, and, they, and they asked him, are you locked in? And he was like, nah, I'm just, I'm not even locked in yet. What? Excuse me? Like, oh, okay. Get out of here, man. <laughs> I'm scared. Really? So, so for sure, shout out to him. Uh, we also got to give props to Nelson Cruz, who's just been balling. I mean, he's been hitting everything. His his bat is like the size of, of a Sequoia right now. He's just... <laughs> he makes contact with the ball. He's getting on base. He's getting a run in. He's been hitting phenomenally. And that's old man Cruz, too. That's Talk old man it. Nelson, you know? It's not like... This ain't young Nelson. This is, this is Grandpa Nelson. The one who be sitting in the rocking chair, Nelson. So, uh, for when it comes to five-star performances... We got to give it to both Aaron Judge and Nelson Cruz for the first week of baseball. For sure. For sure. At, looking at the first week of basketball, five-star performances, I got to give it up to, first of all, let me just rattle off some numbers. 53, 34, 32. First three games of the restart for this individual. Now, not knowing who this individual is, who would you guys normally guess that person probably is? Either James Harden, Giannis, Dame, and uh, maybe Russ. No, he hasn't. He hasn't really gone off like that. You know. To Wait, put up repeat that numbers. question one more time. So these point totals from three games: fifty-three, thirty-four, and thirty-two. 53. Okay, Booker two. You would you would suspect Booker? Yeah, Booker, Booker could put up numbers like that. Harden, Giannis, Booker. I would love TJ Warren, <laughs> Tatum. Tatum. I would love for it to have been Tatum because uh, he's not there yet. He's, he's not. not yet. He's, but he's, he's approaching. He's, yeah, he's approaching. on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, TJ Warren though. TJ Warren averaging forty points in year yeah. six. In year six. Year six. Yo, and he. It's not like he's doing it just. Volume shooting and missing. No, he's he's efficient. Yeah. I mean, nine for twelve for from three. You know, seven for twelve from three. Like he's out here balling. And here's 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 what I think the star is in all of this. It's it's not it's not just his shooting. I think it has something to do with his braids. Because if y'all remember before before <laughs> the shutdown, his braids was looking real Scotty Pippenish. Yeah, they look, if y'all haven't yeah. seen Scotty Pippen's braids, go ahead and Google them mugs. Scotty Pippen's braids. But since the restart. This man TJ Warren got a little hang time now. Now all of a sudden, you know he's shooting, sh- slack, he's slack them edges down, and you ready to go. You, he's, he's ready. I we'll think see. maybe he saw Kawhi's Kawhi's hair person. Yeah. That's probably what it was. We'll it was see what CJ happens Warren. when he faced Jimmy Butler, though. I got I got to see Jimmy Butler. Listen, Jimmy Butler is watching and waiting. Like, come on, bring <laughs> that my way. Ain't no way you doing that my way. No way. I can't he's even. See, I can't even see that. Boy, that game is about to be one of the most watched games of the season. <laughs> oh, I'm shutting everybody out when that game starts. I don't want to hear nothing uh, from nobody. Uh, no, Jimmy wife, Butler ain't having no that nonsense. Dog, no nothing. He's so not. it's, it's either gonna be this. It's either gonna be this. Jimmy, you're old and washed. You can't play defense like that no more. You saw, or it's gonna be TJ. You were just another Lin right. Sanity. This was That's your. You should have another Lin Sanity run. It. And here's what I want. Because, you know, I mean, we can we can kind of hear what's going on on the court, right? Yeah. I want to hear every bit of trash that Jimmy Mike is talking. Mike in. I want to hear all of it. Okay? Yeah. I'm not the mother dudes. 
Okay, shout out to the Heat as well. They've been they've been they've been doing that thing. Yeah. Bam yeah. bam bio, please yeah. stay in uh, in Miami. Don't go to Boston. Okay, yeah. uh, you saw how him and Tatum were socializing. They he they were. They were. I was not a fan of that socialization. Now, nah, nah, Doc. Other five star performer in the NBA, Devin Booker. And I over two defenders, Mister Double Team. He's had the Suns. Yeah, he's had the Suns looking. Like how people thought they were supposed to look. Tell okay. Him, New yeah. life. But I just want to run down the stats from this game against the Clippers. He put up 35 points, eight assists, four boards, and hits the game winner while being guarded by PG 13 and Kawhi. And Kawhi. I mean, if in case you missed the sequence, just Google that much. It, it was beautiful. Seen it live. It was a great shot. You can't even knock Kawhi or PG. That shot was crazy. That was it was the footwork. Yeah. Was Kobe form. Okay, it was it was, and he did it wearing some Kobe's. It was beautiful mm-hmm. to see. Okay, I mean, you, the, Kawhi's reaction said it all. Kawhi <laughs> just put his head down, shook his head, and just did one of these mugs. Yeah. He, I mean, PG even got a hand on Devin Booker's hand as the shot went up, and still that yeah. sucker went in at the buzzer. Shot and people. the way he landed too, and the way oh, he looked, like, he you called know, it. Look at PG too. When these players hit these shots over him, their poses and their landings and their after, it's just disrespectful. Dame with the wave, yeah. D book on his back with the, you know what's up. I mean, it's just it's cold. It's PG. cold. J- Jimmy Harden. I mean, he's it's it's yeah. no it's no. We know when Kawhi hit it on him. Kawhi just had a blank look, like. <laughs> Which I, I feel like that's like worse. Disrespectful. Yeah, it's just that's, like, that's, that's, you're not even, you know, even going to smile at me. <laughs> like, you make it seem like I'm so bad with scrub. You do this. I'm nothing to you. Is like, that what you're saying? You're not going to celebrate in my face. The right. only time I, we've ever seen Kawhi celebrate is when he hit that shot in against Philly. the Sixers. Because yeah. he for sure didn't think that mug was going. I didn't think that mug was going in. Yeah. When that shot went up, here's the crazy part. That shot goes up, and I see it bounce on the rim, and I was like, "Oh, okay." It took another bounce, and then it, and then my streaming, so my Wi-Fi went out, so all I see was my screen freeze, and I was like, "What just happened? What just happened?" And it came back on. I just see Kawhi in the corner going nuts, and I was like, "There's no way that shot went in. You've got to be kidding me!" If there was ever a bounce where God was like, "This is your season," it was that moment right there. The the amount of just. That must have been the longest, like two or three seconds of everybody's life, right there. Just that, oh. like I'm slowed down like crazy. I held my breath for him. Yeah. I held my breath. Other five star performer from the restart. This is my last five star performer from the NBA restart. Is Luca? Okay, you know Luca had to make his way in here. Luca became the youngest player to put up a 30-20-10 game. Thirty points, twenty boards, ten assists. This man put up 34 points, 20 boards, and 12 assists. This man is a whole 2K stat line in real life from the essentially point forward position. Like, that's just shout out to Luca. And he's not even fast. He's just crafty, and he just has great positioning. Luca's balance is crazy. He may not be the fastest, but his body balance, equilibrium, balance is, is uh, it's, it's, it's really good. Really good. I, I'll say this. As much as I, I think him and Porzingis will be great together in the future, they need a third piece for sure. They do. They need they somebody, need honestly, piece. that's more dominant, like a little bit more aggressive. Porzingis ain't that guy. Um, I think he's... Yeah, he they turns it on. Like a, a 
vet with grit. Like yeah. Porzingis is too soft. Lucas still figuring himself out. They need, yeah, they need, yeah, they need someone. They need a dog, straight dog. But with that being said, we've talked about the five star performances. Let's get into the duds before we're done. Abe, what are your duds from the MLB? All right, my biggest duds. All right, first of all, five star duds goes to the St. Louis Cardinals for um, all going to the casino and then all catching COVID. Like, wow, that's what they did. Wow, <laughs> that's the rumor. Just a gamble. Oh, I'm rumor has it. Y'all caught it gambling. Stupid. Um, the other five star dud goes to the Astros, the big three, who've had a dismal, dismal start to the season. <laughs> I think in the first two series they had, they were combined over 21. Like, like I said, some bats are not waking up. And those, and you know, again, it's not the Astros are the only ones struggling to hit, but given what has happened the last few months, it just it's just glaring. And of course, people are gonna get these jokes off. They are gonna get these jokes off. So um, they get a five star dud. And then last but not least is the entire Mets bullpen. Oh my god! Who um, apparently don't know. That the games goes to nine innings, Get out of here. and that uh, when you when you come in, you're expected to end the inning. Yet somehow you're just like, look, I feel like the mindset is, look, the season gonna get canceled anyway, so let me just do what the hell I want. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I still don't want that. If the season gotta end, I'm okay, but at least compete. If you're not gonna compete, can you just hop off? So anyway, shout out to the Mets for earning the first ever five star dud, y'all. Mm. Oh my God! Wow. Where Pete Alonso at to put the Pete and compete? He was hitting better than Cody Bellinger. Yikes! Scoreboard record. That's all I gotta say. Um, with that being said, Mookie's saving y'all. Who? Mookie. Oh, that's expected. Yes. What what was Mookie supposed to do? Nothing. Don't, don't act like Cody was wasn't sticking up the joint. Oh, I know Cody was thinking up the okay. joint. Listen, yeah, like sticking up the joint. What the Brewers doing? The Brew crew. Oh, the Brew crew is the doo doo crew right now. That's what they doing. It's it's all bad. I have no idea if they winning games. <laughs> I don't even that's know not. if they're playing. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I don't know. The Brewers are opting out of the season. They might as well do like the Angels. Just both of y'all teams go ahead and opt out the season. <laughs> Anyhow, side note, Angels, y'all here wasting Mike Trout. This man, this man said, decided wasting. to go back on his opt out and y'all wasting him. Okay. Anyhow, my five-star duds. We'll start off with the Milwaukee Bucks. Folks may say, but they're the number one seed. They're going to be the number one seed in the East. Nah, man, I can't give them a pass. For this game they played against the Nets. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't, they lost you don't it lose to the Nets by two points. But here's who the Nets were missing. Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Smoking Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan, Torian Prince, Jared Allen, and of course Kyrie and Katie. Oh, but that you know, Jamal Crawford came in and uh saved Jamal the day. Crawford made his debut and gets hurt. Like, and you still lost to them, Milwaukee? You still took an L? 
A dude I can't even pronounce the name scored twenty six, led the team with twenty six points. Oh, uh Timothal uh Timothal, Cabrero, Cabrero. Luan Cabrero. There Cabrero. you go, Luan Cabrero. You and, and and Garrett uh Garrett Temple. Yeah. You let these dudes have career games against you and you take this. I don't want to hear nothing about well, Giannis wasn't playing and neither was Middleton. I don't care. They're supposed to be the best team in the uh-huh. East. And you took an L to essentially a Nets team that was missing basically a start, their, their starting five and their bench. 16 minutes, you know. They they basically played the first half. And then, you know, I mean, they don't really have anything to play for. I'm not trying no. to dismiss the loss. They don't, I mean, I'm, but, I'm surprised. I'm surprised, but, too. But, oh, and here's the other thing, though. The Nets were 19-point underdog going into this game. Even with your words, you could have beat Brooklyn, like. Bro, Brooklyn is <laughs> gutted. Bro, which is my sentiments for the Celtics play the Nets today. I we look, look. <laughs> I better see Tatum and Brown combined for nine hundred in the first half. Like in the first half, okay. There's no excuse, Milwaukee. Y'all stunk up the joint. You, yeah. you, it was a close game. Nah, unacceptable. Next and last. Five star dud from the NBA restart goes to LeBron James. Mm. His hairline. Mm. Get um, out of here, man. LeBron. Mm. Let's just have a conversation. Let's have a conversation, LeBron. I've I've joked often about your hairline and the status of your hair. We have seen a partial revival with your hair in recent years, but we saw the incident at the start of uh at the start of the season where your hair was coming off and AD had to remind you, here we are in the restart. And you, sir, your hair is, nah, that ain't having it. You need to go ahead and channel your inner Elsa from Frozen and let it go. And some of y'all may say, did you just quote Frozen on this show? I sure did. Because the NBA restart is being played in Walt Disney's ESPN Wild World of Sports. So it's the Disney connection in there. Take it or leave it. LeBron, go ahead. Go rewatch that last episode, the series finale of Game of Zones. Yeah. Kobe told you to shave that mug off, okay? Yeah. R.I.P. to Kobe being Bryant. Shave that mug off, LeBron. Shave you love quoting the Game of Zones. I do, bro. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Kobe shaved it off. Jordan shaved it off. If you're chasing the ghost yeah. of Jordan, the only way you're going to catch him is if you shave that thing we off. We speak life so into the ahead, baldness. I, listen. Accept it for what it is, bro. Yeah, just do it. Because right now, that patch in the back of your head looks like the image of Jesus in the Shroud of Turin. Yeah. With that being said. Oh, God. Get out of here, man. <laughs> I think that's a great landing place. Oh, I will continue to close Look, this episode out. Y'all in for a lengthy show. Yeah. Lengthy. <laughs> yeah. Lengthy. Oh, boy. Appreciate y'all for listening. For those who are watching the replay on YouTube or on Facebook, shout out to y'all as well. Rocking with us. I am 50%. Your man, Osa. Also on this is my guy, the other 50%. A. The A in Afro. A. Elsewhere is our producer. Absent today. Our dearly beloved friend, Emmanuel Baba Funke. Funke! But with all that being said, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And remember, guys, prayers for Beirut. Prayers for the nation yep. of Lebanon as a whole. 
okay? In this season, in this time, it's easy to get focused on yourself and what's not going right for you. But take some time to look at those who have it off worse than you and sow a good prayer in for them, all right? I know the drill. You know the routine. One thing, two words. Get it in your brain. Oh, my God. Get out of here, man.